This is Carl the Jackal Frampton. Hi, this is David Healy. Hello, this is Stephen Ferris. Hi, I'm Bethany Ferris. Hi, this is Joey Barton. I'm Jonas Gutierrez. Hi, this is Harry Kewell. And you're, you're listening, listening to The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. I'm a man. And welcome along to The Score with me, Michael Clark. Coming up on this week's show, we'll be chatting playing days and coaching journey with Carrick Rangers defender and Larne under-16s head coach Albert Watson. Adam Leckie will join us to offer a view from the crews. They've got off to the perfect start with two wins from their opening two games. The forward has notched a goal in each of those outings. Plus, Bangor picked up their first three points since returning to senior football. Manager Lee Feeney will be on the programme a little later on. It is all coming up right here on The Score. The Score with Michael Clark. Yes, welcome along to the programme. I've been a busy boy lately. Uh, lovely to have you along with me for this one as ever. As you've just heard, three great guests on the way. Before we talk to them, let me first remind you one game happening in the Premiership. I'll be at that. Later on, the Ballymena Showgrounds, Ballymena United, take on Linfield. The Saturday games in the top flight offer us Cliftonville versus Carrick Rangers, Coleraine against Larne, Dungannon Swift's Lock All, Glenavon versus Newry City, and Glentoran against Crusaders. There's also a couple of games on Tuesday. Crusaders play Carrick, whilst Linfield will be taking on Cliftonville at Windsor Park. Very, very exciting stage in the season where it just feels like there's big, important games everywhere you look, every way you twist and turn. And uh, we'll be here every step of the journey to keep you right up to speed and you get to hear from the horse's mouth with our great guests. And without further ado, let's get into them. The Score with Michael Clark. And uh, what a brilliant guest to have on as well. He won the league last season and he's now playing for my hometown club, Tick Tick. I think that's everything covered. Uh, Albert Watson, great to have you on the programme. Thank you for having me. How are things with you? All good, all good. Just... Um... Doing a lot, of, doing a lot of different things. Obviously, coaching now with the Larn under 16s, uh, the the league group, and then we're I'm obviously playing for your hometown team, Carrick. So we, um, we're, I'm enjoying it. Let's talk about your football career first, because everybody was doing that annoying thing that they do to players of a certain age. Let's not shout out numbers where they go, is this your last season? Is this your last season? And I, for one, was delighted to see you continuing your playing career by making the move to Carrick Rangers. Well, listen, it was a it was a difficult situation I was in because I couldn't I couldn't go full time with the coaching and what that requires with with our um, academy. The under 16 group, um, and be that full time coach for them, and also do full time with Lauren. So I had a difficult. I was going. To, I was actually going to retire, uh, just to focus on the, on the coaching side of it. Uh, something that I'm very passionate about. It's very something that I will you know. It's it's my future. It's my future now, basically. And obviously, I'm still playing, but so I had a decision to make, and um, Sturdy. I know Sturdy very well for years. He's one of my very good mates. Uh, I know very, you know, very good mates. A smart surgeoner at Carrick, and a lot of good people at Carrick. Um, and it, it was always from years ago, from Alan Campbell days. He used to take me on the pitch and make me do ridiculous running when I was when I was young <laughs> age. Um, so I, I, I've always had an affinity with Carrick, and um, I've always, uh, you know, the people that are now that I get on well with, and you know. I just wanted to continue that playing, that want to play, and that camaraderie with the boys and 
the, the competitive edge. You just want that. You just want every every week to go and play games and keep yourself ticking over and keep yourself fit. Um, and that's I, I needed that in my life. So still, so and I I, I know Kitchen has never had many bad injuries, and I've 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 kept myself um, fit, and I just wanted to continue on. Sounds a bit windy where you are. If you could shield that uh, device you're on, that would be a wee bit helpful there, uh, Albert. But um, look, playing on, absolute no-brainer because everybody says the same thing. You're a long time retired and it's something some people regret uh, when they when they step off the pitch. It's definitely something everybody misses. So if you are fit and able, which you certainly are, it, of course you're going to keep going. And I'm sure you're feeling even better now that you've got the first win because let's take the Newry City game first of all. That wasn't how it was meant to go, was it? Um, that was a, a difficult first league match for Carrick. It was. It was. You know, we, we, we expected to start, start with a win, um, especially... You know, being at home with the caliber of player we've signed, uh, I know the manager has alluded to that. But um, we listen. We they had they had scored two two goals that we maybe could have prevented, of course. Um, but we also we had a lot of chances in the game, and you know we still could have won the game. Um, the the chances we we missed was unbelievable in the game. So we. You know, we were disappointed with that, and then we, we had to take the positives coming out of it, and and the disappointment and use fuel for fuel for uh, Korean. We knew that Korean were going to be a top side, and this year they're going to be challenging for the league. They've they're really good. They've signed really well. They've you know the good people at the club as well. Um, we knew it was going to be a difficult game, but in, you know if you look at the chances in the game with Korean, you know we we actually. We actually should have done. Uh, you know, we should have scored more goals. Um, they didn't really have many chances. Um, so we deserved to win the game, and it, it was it was a really really good. It was a really good. You know, get off the to get off the mark and to get the three points against a, a top side like Korean. I saw Stuart King's interview after the Newry City match, and I just thought. Oh, I wouldn't want to have been in that changing room afterwards. I doubt any player needs motivation to go out and win the next game when they've come away disappointed. And I'm not being disrespectful to Newry City. It's just any team playing at home in the first game of the season, especially against a team that finished below them in the league the previous campaign. There is an expectation there, but uh, yeah, I would imagine a few choice words. Yes, you know Sturdy very well, um, <laughs> and there was a few choice words, and we 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 took it on the chin. We knew exactly that uh, we underperformed. We shouldn't have conceded two goals at home. Um, we shouldn't have. We we should have went out and won the game, uh, like everybody expected us to. And and that's the expectations on us this year at home and stuff like that. We we have to we have to put more on ourselves to take responsibility to go to go and take us further and take the club forward. Um, they've they've invested in the squad, um, and they've invested in Sturdy, and we need to we need to take it on the pitch and show show you know he was right and bring us to the club and um, the likes of Joe you know Joe Crow and the likes of you know yeah, Danny Perkins up front, um, it's, you know Andy coming back and you know the the, the players they've signed have been very good so we need to we need to take our forward onto the pitch and listen it, it was good to just take. Take the disappointments and the positives from the first game and bring it on into that there Korean game that we knew it was going to be very difficult. I doubt anyone could have imagined the first half like it. As you know, I wasn't at that game. I was in Loch Awe, but I was being fed the goal updates and it was very early on into the first half. We're going 2-0 Carrick Rangers and I'm saying, look, before I announce this, can you just make sure that that's the right way around? And, um, I mean, talk me, talk me through that first half. How, how did it... Go so right so quickly for you. We we, we knew that Korean would play. We knew Korean with the way the way they set up this year. They were going to play uh, pass, 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 and that's the way they they've set up this year. So we we we, we thought it was important that they to keep us to keep us tight, and we had a we had a line of engagement. And once once they got that line, we we engaged them and tried to win the ball back. But the boys the boys were brilliant. The boys you know listened to the manager, and um, we took. We took it on board and we, we, we improved and we, we stood up and we counted and a few boys came into the you know come into the fold and done very well when they came in um, changed a bit of shape um, you know from midfield forward 
um, and you know we 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 implemented the plan, the, the game plan very well, and they didn't. They had very few chances, um, and that's listen. We we're, we're Carrick Rangers. You know we we have to work work harder than the the other team to to, to win any points this year. And every point's a prisoner. And we know that, and we know that we're not just going to turn up games and I play teams. We're not. We're not disillusioned by that, uh, and we know we we're going to have to do the nitty gritty stuff of the game, um, to to have any chance. I had a little chuckle watching back the highlights because normally when somebody goes to blast the ball into the net after a goal, they kick it harder. But I don't know if you noticed, Cushley buries his penalty, and then it's almost as if he went. I think this net's very close to where those supporters are standing right behind the goal. I better not. And he sort of ends up just scuffing it. I don't know whether that was a quick health and safety adjustment in his brain, but it was the compared to the connection before it, it was night and day. I seen that. I seen that myself. I laughed. I laughed about it myself because he, he seemed like he was going to blast into the net, and then he looked behind the goal. And he he blasted in the side corner. Or he he safed it in the side <laughs> corner and near hit the um, Dean. So Gar. So it, it was. Um, I think it was a health and safety adjustment. So he didn't have. He didn't hit his own fans. <laughs> well, they'll be grateful for that because I'm sure you have thrown your body in the way of shots from Mister Cushley over the years, and it's bound to sting. It does, and listen, Kush sometimes gets ahead of himself with uh, with some tackles and training and stuff like that. And sometimes you have to go, Kush, calm down, calm down, because he flies in the tackles, <laughs> and he's he's a he's a boy you don't want to be if feel the wrath of his his par as uh, tackling. So um, you know, yeah, I was obviously with him years ago with Balamina and stuff like that, um, and then back with him now. So you know, Kush a good player. He's very you know he's our captain. He's very influential in the squad, and he scored a good penalty. And we just we, we we just have to not rest on our laurels and 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 take that into Cliffordville. We know Cliffordville are obviously a very very good side, and we'll be taking everything you know what we we haven't done right and what we have done right, and taking that into the Cliffordville game, knowing that's going to be um, probably a lot more difficult. And I watched them against Glenavon. They were fantastic, and the the reports from their uh, midweek game as well show that they've taken that in. Certainly, the fact that nobody scored against them yet, so uh, a big challenge. And uh, they've started really well under Jim Magilton. It's a massive challenge. Um, I've been very impressed with them. I've been very impressed with Jim. Jim's a a good man. I know, I know Jim very well, and you know he's went there under the under the course a little bit getting a bit of stick and he, he he started with you know great performances and not conceding a goal and you no know, two two wins is it is it two or three yeah two yeah two from two and uh, so he he has done very well since he's in and listen um, the, the Cliffordville squad it's kind of going under the radar a little bit um, because it's still a, it's still a very very good squad especially with you know like the running heels injured at the moment, and but they've still got so much quality. You can see Joe Gormley's um, finishing, and uh, he looks sharp, and um, and we'll, we'll we'll find it mainly difficult on uh, on Saturday, and, and we know that we know that uh, especially at their place, um, at Solitude, it's always a difficult place to go at any time. Uh, no, never mind. Whenever they've just started so well under the new manager. And the other thing is as well. Sometimes when you bring in players who have played outside of the league in more recent times, fans haven't quite caught on to them yet. And we, we've also seen people come across from England or English clubs um, in, in this example. And, and people think, will they adjust to the league? But, I mean, Sean Stewart, no stranger, obviously. And, and he's um, looked very comfortable down there, left-hand side. Ben Wilson, who was at Corian as a, as a teenager, went to Brighton. He's come back. He got off the mark now. And he's a very good forward. So he's going to cause lots of problems. And if people aren't really aware of these guys, because they are young, um, <laughs> they're going to be aware of them very soon. That's it. Um, you don't you don't really have a profile for a player. You know, if you're playing anybody in the league and it's been playing in the league, you have a profile for them and you have you know what they're going to do and you know what their their traits are and if they're going to they're going to they're be big and strong or they're going to be technically very good and they're going to take it in and move it under the right foot or whatever. But these boys coming in from England, we don't have really have a profile on them. They're a bit of an unknown. Um, they've obviously quality because they're you know where they've been and the, where they've got to. So um, they're going to be technically very good. Um, but we, we you know we then it means it takes you by surprise whenever you go and play them, and then all of a sudden they're 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 nipping on past you and and scoring goals. So 
you have to be you have to be very uh, mindful of that whenever you're going into the, a, a game like this and whenever they've scored goals in previous games and and take a wee look at them and see what see what you maybe have to do better to, to stop them um, because you know you know no no team has stopped them yet so we have to we have to look at them closely and, and see if we can do anything to stop them because you know it, that's the name of the game you have to go and get points um, away from home and hopefully we can do that on Saturday. It feels like this is a really exciting time in your career, Albert, because you're you're getting into the the coaching side now as the you know the head of Lawrence under 16s, which is something you've really wanted to do, and you're still able to keep playing. You're you're you've get it. You're getting the best of both worlds on the coaching. You've already said how passionate you are about it. Talk to me about that. What's that education process like, and who's been helping you along the way? Because look, every manager will tell you there, there's plenty to learn. Yeah, well, I've been very fortunate. Um, in my career that I've played under um, unbelievable managers um, from from a young age I've always had a good breeding through through St Andrews and played you know my team included players like you know Jim Irwin was my right back Steve Davis was my centre midfielder you know boys like that that um, you, know, you you learn from and then the manager and uh, David McAlinden the big the, the dad the David McAlinden's dad as you would know David McAlinden but um and and joking here through St Andrews we didn't lose in four or five years and um, we were always one of the best teams um, it's very easy when they have Steve Davis in your cinema field but it was we the education they they put you through and what um the, the football they put, the, the the discipline and the and the, the character building and everything they put you through to you had to be a good person to be a good player and and that was the main they they looked at your what what were you as a character before they even looked at you as a player um and you know that I brought that I brought that forward in the playing career and then in the coaching career. Um, and then obviously I've had Tommy Wright, Kenny Shields as my under seventeen manager right through. Kenny Shields is my manager and Tommy Wright and um, Renard Renarsson in 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 Iceland, the all time cap holder for Ice the Icelandic team, and he was the manager. Kr I learned a lot about uh, from him. Colin Miller that was an assistant at Derby uh, Derby County. You know. Uh, under Billy Davies at one stage and play for Rangers and then my manager in Canada at SE Edmonton. Um, so there's a lot of there's a lot of people they, obviously the influential David Jeffrey you know, he he actually you know was un- unbelievable in my career and you learn a lot from him and Alfie Wiley and you know and Brian there. It was you just learn from these people and I was like a sponge from them. Um, with them, sorry, and I, I just wanted to learn so much from them because they give you so many different aspects of the game. Whether it's man management through Davy, whether it's Tommy Wright man management and, and coaching, and Kenny Seeds the coaching, bringing in core stability and core core exercise. When I was 16 years of age at at uh, at Ballymena, and and he's bringing in core exercises whenever no one's even heard of it, and <laughs> um, because his son was at, at Arsenal and Arsene Wenger was there when he was bringing all the influential stuff through. Through, so you learn all this stuff and you amalgamate it together, and you, you kind of go, I like a bit of that, I like a bit of this, I like the management from there, and I love speaking to young players and trying to see where what way makes them tick and what how to bring them forward, not only just as a as a player but as a person and trying to improve them that way. Because in my view, I think I think you I was obviously going to be a level player you bring in. Um, of course, or you wouldn't be looking at him. But then, is he a good person? Is he is he coachable? Is he is he is he is he gonna um, you know have the attitude to go further? Is he, is he going to have the character and resilience and stuff? And that's that's massive because I wouldn't have been a professional player if I didn't have all that um, that character and the attitude. I would never have been. So it's massive um, to take that into into the management side of it, and and I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it, man. You know, bringing these players through and bringing these players in and, and helping them, and not just in the playing side, but also as well. Sincerely, that is one of the best answers I think I've heard in this program. Love that. I now wish I was a 16-year-old getting one of your team talks. Only I probably know you'd be saying you're useless, son. Sorry, we don't want you. That, <laughs> that's, that's the only downside to that, Albert. Uh, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just pretend I'm being hard on myself. Um, 
the the energy in that, but the, the names you've mentioned there as well, um, incredibly impressive. I'm wondering when you were, if you think back to those early days in your career and you're working with all those brilliant people, you know, do you at the time absorb that, take it in and appreciate it? Or is it as you play a bit and you get a wee bit older, you start to think, that's why he did that, right? I need to, I need to start doing some of these things myself. You do take it in as you get older more, I think. But as a young as a young buck, whenever I uh, whenever I was under Kenny Shields and stuff, uh, going in, and the way he talked to you and the way he talked to young players and stuff like that, the way he done extra with you, constantly extra, you done extra training, you done extra um, technical work, you done extra you know position work, you always done extra with him. And that always stuck in my head that you know you it's not enough just to do your run of the mill training session and whatever. Um, you have to prepare yourself for something bigger than that. Um, and he always told us, and obviously Dean Dean Shields was a, Dean Shields was a, a you know an example of that he pushed him. He went to Arsenal, great academy at Arsenal, and then he he, he went played professionally in so many great clubs, Hibs and Kilmarnock and Rangers and um, clubs like that. So he 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 just. Um, he, he, he always wanted to look for different ways to improve you as a player, whether it was through your physical, through mental, or through you know through technical ways. He always always looked for a different way or a, a better way. Um, and you do take it on as you go. Obviously, a wee bit older, you think back and go, "Wow, I can't believe that! I can't believe what he was doing then!" And no one was even thinking about it with the core stability and the core exercises and stuff. No one even heard of that. Um, when I was sixteen. Um, obviously that was you know, 20 years ago um, and you're, you're going no one's heard of this and I remember you know, Oren Kearney was my teammate at Balamain at the time and he, he even him he was going wow this is unreal um, and then you move on up and you get a wee bit older and you get to, you get to work with boys like Tommy Wright when he made me captain when I was 20 I think it was 21 at Balamain and you kind of wave find it within it's a different leadership style he's a bit more a bit more um, you know outspoken a wee bit more you know hard on you a bit more discipline discipline on you but also he's very very good man. he's a very very good man manager where you know first five games I was terrible as captain and he brought me in and he goes listen I know you've been not good but you, you're you my captain going forward so get used to it and go out and play for me and he could have easy enough turned around and said to me, "Listen, I'll give you a wee break and put you in the bench." But he didn't. He kept with me and kept kept with me and kept with me. And then he and then obviously he flourished and and got um you know player of the year that year. So it just shows you that um things that got sometimes you just have to you know, stick with people and 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 talk to them and and better them and try and try and get them out of their shell because it could be other reasons why they're not performing or whatever so it it just it, it snowballed from there and then I've had obviously going into Canada and going going for, forward with Dave, Davey winning the double and knowing what the winning mentality was and what it meant to win and what you've done everything to win um, but also having that you know even if he left you out you felt like he, you loved him because he just had a way of speaking to you Um and he never um, talked crap to you. He never talked, uh, never lied to you. He just told you straight. But he also got you thinking that you were ten foot tall, no matter if you were left out or not. Um, and that's and that's massive. Taking that into the the management role and taking that into you know, different training sizes like Runar and Arson. He always said to you that whenever you're passing the ball in, pass the ball into him. Don't don't um, you know trickle the ball into him. I wanted to test his touch and it gets that wee bit of spark out of you and he used to stop the whole session see if you had to give a pass at half pace he would have just says are you going to play like that and he would have stopped the whole session and made an example of you wow. but he, he he believed that if you didn't play at that pace in training you weren't going to play at that pace at, in, in matches and it's massive where I've took, taken them things and amalgamated like I said and tried to forge my own, my own um, identity and and going forward so here tell me this are you wearing your league winners medal around then in front of the young ones just to sort of assert dominance early <laughs> <laughs> no no I haven't I haven't even mentioned it but um, listen um, you know it's, it was massive to win 
to win the title uh, at Lauren. The, the work the work we've done over the four years I was here and the work the Kenny's put in over this club is ridiculous, as you know. And um, now he's doing it with the academy. Um, and the whole the whole partnership with Newcastle and Crystal Palace is is groundbreaking, and um, it's just it's exciting times to be to be a, a coach at uh, Lauren, and uh, I'm I'm grateful with Kenny with uh, giving me the opportunity because there's not many full time um, under there's not an under 16 full time manager in this country, and he believes in me to to take that forward, and and that's that's massive, uh, and that's how he's. He's created the culture here because at at Larne because he's brought good people in in around him and 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 built it on that and it's just snowball from there and so it's it, it is good to build that culture and to build that winning mentality and they know they've been there and done it so they know they can give them the advice and um, going forward. Do you know what? There'll be Carrick Rangers fans listening to this interview thinking, my goodness, what a man to have in our changing room. There'll be parents, I'm sure, listening to this thinking, what a man to have coaching our kids. Um, love talking to you, Albert. Keep that energy up and you'll continue to go very far. Thank you so much for coming on to The Score. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. The Score with Michael Clark. Great to have Albert Watson on the score. Now we'll be hearing from Bangor boss Lee Feeney shortly on the programme, but now we're turning attention to Crusaders. Three teams have 100% win records after their opening games. The Crews are one of them, Linfield and Cliftonville are the others, and a guy who's been getting on the score sheet quite regularly. Two goals and two league appearances so far. Adam Leckie. Adam, great to have you on the programme. How are you? Not bad, thanks, Michael. Thanks for having me on. Um, no, it's yeah, as you're saying, it's been a it's been a good start for us. So uh, I'm enjoying football at the minute. And what is it? Do you think that's allowed you to have that good start? Is it just simply when you score a goal, everything afterwards just follows through? Because it it looks like you're a man playing with confidence. Yeah, that's 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 fair to say. Um, yeah, like when you're playing up at the top end of the pitch, um, a lot of it is about confidence. Um, and obviously, you know, when you're getting anyone on the score sheet, that helps to improve confidence and breed it. So, no, it's 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 a good thing. And um, so, you're I was I was just sort of glad to get get off the mark in the first game, and and um, thankfully I was able to get on the score sheet in the second game there as well. So, no, it's it's all going to plan so far. So, hoping to keep the keep the good goal scoring run going. We'll come back to league action in a few minutes, but I want to take attention back to the Irish Cup final. A 4-0 win against Balamina United, but your goal makes it 2-0. Scoring in an Irish Cup final, every player's dream, isn't it? Uh, what's it like to be able to now say that you have done that? Uh, it's it's a very special memory, to be fair. Um, yeah, like that's it's probably the, the biggest game in the, in the Irish League calendar, and you know it's it was brilliant just just the way that day went everything went well for us and um it was obviously you know uh, a really really good display from us and we ran out deserved winners in the end and you know just yeah being able to score that goal is i suppose sort of tops it all off and it's it's brilliant memory to look back on um and as you're saying i think it was the second goal just the start of the second half and you know it was probably a slightly fortuitous um goal the way it went down but I can't tell you what that feeling was like. So you just to see it nest on the back, and that was just pure elation. And I wish I could bottle that feeling, but no, it was it was brilliant because it just it just gave us a perfect platform in the game then to go on and sort of, I suppose, boss the second half and you know have that have that two goal cushion. And, and it, uh, as I was saying, it just went went perfectly to plan that day. And the sound of an even bigger crowd than usual roaring when the ball hits the net. Does it make the hairs on your arm stand up? Yeah, it definitely does. Um, no, like I, I can't ever remember feeling as you know overjoyed or as happy with with the goal in the life probably as a little bit of that one. So it was yeah, a brilliant feeling, and you know I've sort of watched it back a few times since, and you can hear the roar of the crowd, <laughs> and it does it does sort of bring it back. So no, it's a brilliant memory to look back on, and um, you know it's a it's a day that'll live long in the memory for us. Josh Robinson was on the program a couple of weeks ago when I spoke to him at the league launch, and you know he was making the point of maybe you'll just never give the Irish Cup back. It would be a lovely habit to have. I'm sure you're under no illusions, and he was firmly tongue in cheek when he said it that it is a very difficult thing to retain. Um, although you've made a good go of it so far. No, we've we've done brilliantly in the Irish Cup. Um, it's got a really good record there, and you know, but 
it's um you know there's there's probably elements of fortune that you need in those cup runs and maybe we can look back and say we've had it here and there over the last couple of years but no it's it's a brilliant habit to get into getting those finals um so if we can you know i'm sure that's one of our key sort of um our key things to to do this year to try and retain that again maybe try for a third time so i'm sure we'll not be letting it go with um without a fight this year but no it's been brilliant and you know if we can get on that habit of getting that big irish cup final every every may it's 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 something to look forward to, and it's for for us or my family. Sorry, I have a I have a young son who's just he's about fifteen or sixteen months now, and we were sort of laughing at home because he's in the habit of he's I suppose every May he's been going to this Irish Cup final, and, <laughs> and we've always ended up winning it. So maybe he just thinks this is a thing that happens every year, May. So hopefully we keep that going going for him as well. <laughs> You're like, and he will be coming to every Irish Cup final forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's been a lucky charm so far, but. Um, yeah, I hope he just doesn't get a bit uh, that spoiled thinking that it's going to happen every year, but I'm not telling that yet. <laughs> no, no pressure at all. Um, we always talk about experience and the value of experience, and and I'm a big believer in it. I'm curious, on a I guess a psychological point of view, being there and doing that, does it change how you feel in the league campaign then going forwards or in other matches when you have that to? to draw back on mentally and think okay well look we've been in finals we've been in these scenarios before does it change your approach or how you respond to certain things throughout a season um, I think personally speaking I, know I, I think when I look back at some of the first I think the first final I played in was the League Cup final with Balmina um, maybe four or five years ago now but I think I was relatively inexperienced at that stage and looking back now the more finals you've kind of got to, the more you've learned. And I think it's I think it's probably the week before the preparation and the build up to it that you probably deal with better because they can be quite like demanding weeks or the week week before can be quite demanding and draining on you in terms of emotionally. So I remember turning up to that final and didn't play well and I just thought it was a bit sort of a bit like yeah, emotionally shot during the game. But because of all the stuff that was going on the week before, you know, you've you've media stuff and interviews and your people ringing you trying to get tickets sorted and it was you know, it was sort of tiring and by the time the final came around you're you're knackered so I've probably learnt from, from experience there to sort of the week or two before now just try and keep my head down and um, just be completely focused in the game and I feel that's probably worked out well um, in, in the recent recent those big occasions um, but no definitely like I, I definitely do think experience helps in those, those one-off games definitely It's really interesting hearing about the, the emotional tool going to those media days you can be you know there for quite a period of time being asked any matter of questions I'm sure you come out of some of those exhausted or thinking if I have to say that one more time and I apologize because I'm sure I'm one of those voices (laughs) that put one of those repetitive questions to you but uh, even the ticket thing uh, old friends was it going remember me from third year No, that's it. Like I know, I know the media is all part of it. It has to be done. You know, build the final up and that. But it's, it does. It can become a bit consuming, um, and so you've your, your media uh, jobs to do, and then also like you know, in work life as well. It's always a topic of conversation a week or two before people asking you about it. And then, as you're saying, you know, you're usually um, friends and family, which you're delighted to have at the game. But it can be a bit stressful, you know, trying to sort a ticket and that. So it's between those sort of three areas it can be a bit, uh, a bit consuming as I was saying but no you sort of as I was saying I've, I've learned to deal with it a bit better and probably be a bit more organised um, the week or two ahead and I'd let you sort of just have that headspace and, and get sort of completely focused on the on the day when it arrives What was more stressful that or having to play against Dergview in the Irish Cup with all the family ties there I'm sure your head was melted going into it <laughs> Yeah that was, real, that was real pressure that one <laughs> Uh, no, that was that was a good day. Like that was, I think that was our. I think that's the first time I've ever played against my old club Derby in a competitive game. So, no, that was a that was a was one to look forward to, and thankfully we got got a good result that day. So it was I was able to sort of avoid any slagging that was was due to come my way if we hadn't got the got the win. For anyone that doesn't know, um, people will know you played for Dergview, but the family ties run deep. Do you want to give us a, a brief history? Yeah. Well, yeah, just I'm from Castleberry originally, and that's Derby, sort of the local local team there. Um, so I would have grew up following them. My dad would have been would have been playing when I was a young lad, so used to go along to all the games, and that would have been the you know the first sort of I suppose heroes you would have had those sort of that you know that men's team, and they would have been quite successful sort of within their locality within the region. So 
you know, you'd have been looking up to those boys. And then um, I suppose in more recent times, um, it's my uncle Roy, he's the chairman there. So he probably sees a very familiar face to a lot of Irish league clubs. I'm sure if you've, if you've ever came across there, you would probably know Roy if you've seen him. And then Roy's son, Nigel, who's my cousin, would sort of have a, had his finger in a few pies at the Airview, be on various boards and committees. And I think he's part time groundsman and kitman and all sorts as well. So, you know, there's still a lot of ties there. And, you know, it's still always the always the first the first uh, result I would look to on a Saturday if I'm checking scores or if I can manage to get down to, to see a game. I always try and do so. You no, know, it's a it's a close it's a club very close to to my and my family's hearts, I suppose. Good day for the half and half scarves in the Lackey household. <laughs> it was a good day. Now it was a good day's crack. So, um, hopefully we can. I'll maybe try and keep an eye out for another another derby draw. Maybe. I think we were we were at home this time at CV, so it'll be good to get a trip down the castle there. But we'll see we'll see what happens. Big game this weekend coming up in the league, as you say, wins against Dungannon and Ballymena United. You on the score sheet in both of those matches, um, Glen Torren. It's been an interesting start to the season for them. Um, the Larne game, uh, their their one defeat so far, and you know people may be looking and saying, were they that convincing in the the matches either side of that? What have you made of them? I haven't seen loads of them to be fair. I've seen the I've seen the game against Larner, seen highlights of it. Um but you know, just looking at their squad, they've they've brought in some some top class players. Um and if you look through their squad, you know, there's quality there in abundance. So obviously with a with a new manager arriving and then obviously the addition of a few new players it's, it's probably gonna take them a, a, you know, a period that sort of hit top gear and they maybe just finding it a bit difficult to, to, to get their form going here at the minute. But like we're under no illusions, we're travelling across the oval. It's 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 never ever easy over there. So it's a game that we, you know, we're relishing and we're looking forward to. But we know it's we know it's going to be a battle there. But it's um it's been set up nicely with the way the two teams have started. So no, it's it's a uh, it's one to look forward to. Warren Finney said to me after the lock all game that the dangerous thing about Crusaders is not enough people are talking about Crusaders. He really thinks you're in the title picture this season. Ah, it's, it's something that I don't really doesn't really bother me too much. Um, like if we're not getting talked about or we're not getting coverage, that's that's grand, you know, because you know talking doesn't doesn't really do anything. It's all about getting results in the pitch. Um, so yeah, I think speaking personally, and I know on probably behalf of the rest of the lads, we don't we don't get too annoyed if we're not getting attention that sort of thing. We're happy just to to get our heads down and try and put results together and you know see where it takes us. Probably it's it's going to be very difficult for any of the the sort of non-full-time teams, I suppose, to to keep pace with these clubs, and just you know, with the additional resources and squads that they have at their disposals. But you know, the way we see it, we're just trying to sort of hang in there as long as we can, see where it takes us. Um, but no, I think we're, we're sort of quietly confident that we've that we've got a good squad in place now, and we're hopeful that we can have a successful season. So we'll, we'll just see where it takes us. New recruits settling in well. Yeah, they have to be fair. Um, I think we've added quite well over the summer, um, and you can probably, you know, even tell by looking at the, the the teams that we've had out the last couple of weeks. You know, the players that we have available on the bench, and you know, there's some quality players who aren't even making the bench at the minute. So, it does feel like we've got a stronger squad. Um, obviously, the marquee sign in there is probably Jimmy Callagher who's come in, and you know, I don't need to tell anyone what sort of player Jimmy is. You know, the Irish League have have seen that over the last ten or fifteen years. And he brings mountains of quality, and he's an experienced leader, and he's you know he's he's won things at the highest level. But I think Jimmy's probably been a key signing, and I think his sort of composure at the back and leadership, as I was saying, can be can be huge for us. So um, he's he's settling really well, and he's he had a bit of, a couple of injuries over uh, the preseason of the European games, but he's managed to get himself back in the last two games, and he's you know he's looked like he's he's been playing with us for the last ten years. So now he's he's going to be a great signing for us. And it would be remiss of me to finish our chat without mentioning Europe. Uh, you got past Hacker and you so nearly got Rosenborg to penalties. That was a mammoth effort from Crusaders over those two legs, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, no, looking back on it now, at the, at the time it was the way the manner we went out because I think in the extra time, I think the ref sort of, I don't want to say turned against us, but he, he sort of, didn't, didn't give us too much in extra time, shall we say? And I felt then the game just sort of got away from us. But it was so it was it was a strange feeling to you know push them so close over two two matches and 
you know, come out of it feeling a bit aggrieved because, like, to be honest, they're probably a few levels above us, really. Um, but it's probably a credit to us that we were able to, you know, push them so close over two matches. But no, it's you look back on those games now with, with good memories, and you know, look at, just thinking back over my career, some of those away European trips have probably been, you know, some of the highlights of your career. So but definitely, I think you can add that Rosenberg tie as a player is one of the best they played in, and you know, I thought we were superb in terms of how we set out in both games, and you know. Um, basically we're sort of trying to contain them and I thought we did that brilliantly but also we, we remained a threat in both games and you know the score I think it was four goals we managed against a, a top top side like Rosenberg over two games is you know it's 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 a phenomenal achievement and it's you know I think it's I think it's been helpful for us in trying now to build our form in the league because it's helped us you know get a bit of confidence going again I suppose and bring us right up to match speed so we're just trying to use that to our advantage now I know it's always what ifs, but do you wonder what would happen if you had the home game second? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think because we're so strong at TV and we can, you know, I, I feel like we give most teams a good game at TV, um, like top teams as well. I think it was probably in our advantage to have that first leg at home, so we could keep it nice and close and tight, which we did. I think we got a two-all draw, so it meant we know we're going out there with something to try and hold on to, whereas. I don't know. I sort of feel if if we maybe had a been out in Rosenberg in the first leg with them being so slick and you know their movement being so good and they can tear you apart at times, we could have found ourselves maybe you know going a, a couple of goal to, goals down early and next thing you know the tie's dead. So I think I think being at home probably was an advantage this time. But I do understand what you're saying that sometimes it's nice to bring a team back. I suppose with the the first tie against the Finnish team, FC Hacker, it probably worked in their favour to be at home. Um, the second leg and you know bring them back with with the, the game still on the balance and able to have a good go at them but I think whenever you're playing much superior opposition which to be fair Rosenberg probably were it probably worked out best to have, a, have them at home first and keep the tie alive It really does offer encouragement for uh, well you guys looking at how you approach any game if you know you can put four past Rosenberg over two matches and you know forcing them deep into extra time in that second leg and what was it, 11 or 12 minutes before penalties uh, they get their goal um, and you know you have a man down and all the rest of it to, to, to factor into that too um, an incredible shift and I think a lot of people were very proud of you because uh, it's no secret that we can all talk about it now Adam you know people probably thought you're well you're going out there for a hiding and that is not what happened no thanks that, Michael um, yeah like I don't think anyone would have would have backed us to get through um, never mind even to sort of you know keep it as respectable as we did or push them so, so close so no I think we've definitely overachieved there but no I think it's I think it's something we've probably improved on the last season is sort of just been able to hang in games because you know as a team I think we've done that so well it's probably with you know just with our experienced players you know there's going to be there's going to be times in a match where you're you're under the cost and it's all about hanging in there because you know, games do usually turn on, you know, various moments and then momentum can be back in your favour. So it's something we've done really well is, you know, be able to stay in games and then with our team, you know, we've got goals all over. We can, we can, you could Paul Eatley chipping in or Ross Clark and uh, Phil Larry, Dan Kennedy, those type of players that, you know, at any given time can pop up with a big goal. So I think that's something that's, you know, it's one of our strong points is, you know, if we can, keep it tight at the back and, and hang in the games we've always got goal scorers that can pop up and, and, and you know get us over the line on any given day so it's something that uh, you know we've we sort of identify as a an important trait of ours and something that we're hoping to continue It'll be a mouth-watering matchup at the Oval this weekend when you take on Glenn Torren Adam thank you for your time great to have you back on The Score Thanks Michael thanks for having me the score with Michael Clark. Well, what a way for Bangor to get their first win back in senior football, to do it in the North Down Derby. After seven years of waiting for that fixture to take place, Lee Feeney, that is pretty special. Yes, um, you know, it was a great occasion for the club. It was great to be back in the championship, obviously. It was their second game, but uh, it was a great occasion to, uh, to be involved in. There was great support from both sides. I was pleased there to see Ards had a big support as well because I spent many a time at, at Ards Football Club and there's great people there. So no, it was good for it was good for the, the area and good for the league as well. After the game, 
the opening game against Ballyclare Comrades. I think everybody saw just what Bangor had to offer if they hadn't been paying attention. Um, were, you must have been disappointed with the outcome of that game. It seemed like such an entertaining game of football, 3-2 in the end of the home team. Yeah, um, I think the the, Bally, the, the the pleasing thing was the performance against Ballyclare and it was their first game back in the Championship. You, you you always ask yourself questions are we ready for this or where are we at and obviously we never got the answers yet we, we don't know where we're at it was still tough tests to come but I thought against Ballyclare we deserved something out of it probably a win if I'm being honest and um, I think we, we learnt a lot from it as in um, the fine margins and, and the high clinical teams and players can be in this league and we definitely got we're in the wrong end of it um, as I said we played so so well we should have I remember saying with five minutes to go that I wouldn't have been happy with a draw <laughs> and uh, we nearly scored to go 3-2 up and they break down the pitch get a corner and, and, and score to win 3-2 and that's I walked away and I've learnt so much and the players learnt so much and um, as we will as, as we go along but it was, a, it was a tough way to learn but it's something that will uh, will definitely make us better and everybody I'm sure was aware and I know you would have been that the championship was going to be a much tougher ask than the, the PIL anyway so on match day two to respond in the fashion you did in a derby game which has its own pressures uh, is there any better way of uh, of doing it really? No it's, it's it's I know it's the cliche it's another three points but it was more than that and I said that to the players afterwards I did say to them that it means a whole lot to people of Bangor um and for years we've been second fiddle the yards, understandably. Um, and it was just like four years ago, ours were in the Premier League. And then uh, four years ago, we're in the Ballymena League. So if you look at it there now, where we're at, um, and we're, we're going toe-to-toe with them, which is pleasing. But the thing for me, when I walked away, yes, the three points were good, but now that's two games in a row in the Championship where we've performed really well. Uh, and players performed really well and that's something I'll take on board um, it's just about the consistency and I've been trying to reach out all over all over pre-season that consistency in the championship was massive and as is in, in any league but I think more so for us now that we need to play well every week we need to be hitting 8 out of 10 or be, beyond every week um, but as I said there it was pleasing for everyone involved with Bangor to get the three points and it was a great occasion Well when you look at who you played in pre-season was that very much with a mindset of let's make it very challenging let's work incredibly hard so that we can give ourselves a good chance of starting strong you know Linfield, Glentoran, Rangers B um, that, that's, no, uh, that's no easy summer No I, I deliberately do that I've done it last year as well because I do feel that if the players are playing against Lorne was was another team Glenn Swarn you mentioned Linfield that Rangers team when you're playing against them better players you surely have to take something away from it and learn from it um, and also it sort of tells you where you're at as a player as an individual your fitness or your quality or what you need to work on um, and then the mental side of it is if you're going you've played Linfield you're used to playing Linfield Glenn Torn and everyone else Lauren then you're going to play in a championship team you maybe feel better about yourself I'm not saying you get a wee bit more arrogant or you switch off or you you maybe think it's going to be easier but I think maybe you believe in yourself more because you've been playing against the best midfielders in the country best forwards in the country the best defenders in the country and now you're getting in here so you've maybe done well against them so now you believe in yourself in the playing against the championship um, opponent so I think it benefits everyone it's good for the club as well good profile but that's what I always want in pre-season is uh, do not really care about results um, and I've, I've, I've told everyone that um, that it's, it's all about the first being prepared for the first game of the season What are your aspirations for this year? I I don't really want to set targets or set anything yet because I'm not really finished in the transfer market yet and I feel that if we can get the right people in then we can go and compete at the top half of the table I still think we're short um, but we're working on that we've still got 7, 8, 9, 10 days whatever it is to try and get the bodies in but as it stands now we're ok 
okay. I'm happy. But we really do want to go in and make some noise in the in the championship and try and compete with the best teams uh, and try and maybe be up and around there after Christmas. So, as I said, it's, it's all dependent on the next seven, eight days where, where I feel we can compete. I know things can move so quickly when it comes to negotiating with players. Do you feel you're close with a couple of deals or is it still very much um, a feeling out process? It's been this preseason has been an absolute roller coaster for us. Um, we thought we had players and then we didn't, and then we lost players. We lost some very important players. John Boyle away back to Warren Point, who was massive for us. We lost Shana Foster's away back to Cliftonville. Um, we 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 lost Rayleigh the Senate from Lorne. He's away back to he's away over to England. So these were important players for us. And they were hard to replace, and, and I think, and, and say John Boyle, um, with his experience and his intelligence, it's something that very, very hard to replace. I think he's had seven promotions, maybe eight promotions in his football career, um, and that speaks volumes of what what the man's achieved. He's also got a few relegations as well, which he never mentions. <laughs> but um, no, we 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 need to get the right personnel in. And do you see that being loan deals? I'm sure you won't be fussy if you have a chance to loan uh, talented players from the top flight. But what are you what are you sort of leaning towards at the moment? Is it loan deals, or or do you think you can capture a few transfers? For me personally, it would be just anyone in the door because all I want to do is, um, as I said, get the right person in to compete here, and I'll I'll give me a season in this league that I figure out what's required and. Hopefully, I get learn a lot from it. Um, but as I said, it has to be the right person. Um, we've got a very young side at the minute. Um, we've got a very young side. Um, we probably need a wee bit more experience. But all the experienced players are playing every week at the clubs they're at. Fantastic clubs that they're at, and and it's hard to get get your hands on any of them. It's a good point you make there as well about giving you time to fill out the league because um, when a season goes as well as last season did, people can get kind of carried away in the wave of emotion and just think, right, just sail on back to the Premiership, please. Yeah, I learned. I learn every year, as all managers do, players as well. Hopefully, I had one year in the immediate Premier League, um, and we didn't. We got beaten the playoff and. I've mentioned it before. Straight away, I was on the phone to the chairman and just sort of telling them what we needed to go and compete next year for the league. Um, and the club's been fantastic. They supported me, and I, I did feel that we need. I knew what we needed to to go and win promotion, and we did do that. The championship's a bit different. Um, it may take two years, it may take whatever, but I know I'll, I'll I will improve and I'll learn. Um, the longer I'm in that league um, and if I can again with players figure out what, what players it takes to get out of that league when I look at the squads in the championship I look at Port down there um, they have a, a, a premiership squad there and now I'm not doing that um, I look at the welders have a fantastic squad there um, all experienced that have played championship and beyond I look at Dundella, all championship beyond, all these teams, Anna, uh, championship beyond, a lot of premiership quality. And these are the teams that are in the top half of the table. Um, when I sort of look at us, we have very little experience um, of the championship with two or three players maybe that's played it. Um, all the rest have been coming through youth ranks or an intermediate premier. Um, but they'll gain experience I'm not saying they're not going to be successful because I do believe in them I really do believe in our squad and I do believe that we can go and do well this season but I do feel that they need a help they need a hand on the pitch with a bit of experience to help them um, as I mentioned John Boyler to help guide them through games and manage games and um, that's something I'll be looking from now until the transfer window is that so-called manager on the pitch which is I've learnt is so important and it makes my job easier and my coach's jobs easier in the sideline 
on the first weekend of the championship returning, I was at the Welders against Ballina Mallard, and you know, for anyone that doesn't know, those teams finished in the bottom half last season, and they put on one heck of a game. So it really does show you the the strength and depth across that league. It's fascinating for any uh, so-called neutrals, but you really have to earn it if you're going to even break into the top half. There, there's there's next to no gimmies. I spoke to Stephen Small after the, the, the Bally Clare game, the first game of the season, and his words was, it's a non-forgiving league. And I do do know where he's coming from. And he says, anyone can beat anyone. And um, I looked at Lock All. I went and watched them last season once we were sort of promoted. And I went and, and, and I looked at their league table and their form and everything else. And even they suffered a, quite a few defeats, or quite a, a number of defeats. Um, it is... It's a tough league, and it's it is a really good league, and with good good players in it. Um, we know it's going to be tough, but we are just we're just going to battle every game we can. We're going to try and learn every game game we can. And I did say to the boys after the Ballyclare game, this this will be the worst. This is the worst we'd be this season because I feel we'll all learn together and we'll, we'll improve. We'll just keep trying to improve every game. Um, but as I said, it's 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 a new new challenge for me new challenge for 90% of our players it's a new challenge for our club the board everyone we haven't been here before in a long long time so it's all new to us all but I look at Newington last year they won our league a team I have a lot of respect for there's no superstars in their team there's no um, they didn't have much experience but every 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 game they played last year they made it tough for opposition so that's sort of a landmark for us with something we'll try and Looking at this weekend, it's Dundella uh, you face next. Uh, give us your thoughts on um, how you're shaping up going into that match. Clean bill of health for your players or anyone missing? No, it's we're okay. We're okay. We're we're we're, we're happy with what we have. We've got, uh, as I said, was we're playing against a team full of experience, full of they've been here before. They were competing there last year and for a while in the league. They've uh, all been there, done it. It's going to be a tough one for us, but this is the type of team and club we're trying to emulate, trying to be competing in the top half of the table every year. Um, but it's something we're looking forward to. And Lee, before I let you go, I know you faced him in pre-season, but uh, you know, if a cup draw were to throw you up against uh, Warren this year um, would you relish that opportunity I, I don't know have you come head to head in, in competitive action much no we haven't we, we <laughs> were together at Ards when he was home there we uh, listen we're, we're close um, we, we played each other in pre-season we had, I had that game arranged before before he came in I wouldn't have took it <laughs> if he was manager <laughs> because there was a good chance he was getting the bragging right. But yeah, that would be good. It would be good for for our family if, if something I guess was to happen. And I've no doubt it could. It's very possible it could happen. But it'd be great for it'd be great for our club if we did come up against someone like Glenn Torn. Uh, that's brilliant. Uh, I've absolutely no doubt that the, the bragging rights. Uh, either way, whoever gets the better, uh, you'll be intolerable. Warren probably thinks I'm stalking him at this point. Just covered his last two games, and he was on the show last week. So I thought I'd get a different Feeney on this week. You know. <laughs> yes, uh, it's uh, as I said, we're very, very close. We speak to each other two, three times a day. We know everybody, each other's secrets. Um, but as I said, it'd be good for the Feeney family if. We did get to play each other in a competitive match. And lastly, is cup football a bit of a bonus this year? Obviously, the the glory of the Stealing Suns um, last December and what a brilliant occasion that was for everybody involved at Bangor Football Club. And um, I'm just looking at this year. You know, do do you target a cup run or is it all really about the league? No, it's we wanted we want to do well in all of it, like like last year. In, in the in the intermediate premier and the stealing sons we want to really try and do well and try and earn respect and try and compete um, I, I said to the players we're now a championship club uh, all last year we were coming up against clubs who were teams that were bigger than us and better than us I says now we're championship you, you could be meeting someone in the Irish Cup who's lesser seated than you you have to deal with that there's, there's other um bigger chances of maybe playing against the bigger clubs as well 
we we would we just want to try and we're a bit of luck and draws. You want you want to try and go as far as you can. We had a great Irish Cup run last year. Um, we actually were unlucky in the the County Antrim Shield as well against Cliftonville, beat us in penalties. So we were competing last year against these top clubs and top teams, and and that's something we want to keep doing and keep pushing forward and improving. Love to hear that, Lee. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Continued best wishes, and thank you very much for coming on to the score. Absolute pleasure, Michael. The score with Michael Clark. Great to have Lee Feeney on the program. His banger side in action later on tonight. 7.45 kickoff at Clandyboy Park against Dundella. The Saturday games in the Championship. Anna United Ards. Balna Mallard welcome Knock Breda to Fernie Park. Bally Clare Comrades host Portadown at Dixon Park. At Blanchflower Stadium, it's the Welders versus Dergview. And Institute are at home to Newington. So big thanks once again to Lee to Adam Leckie and also Albert Watson and most importantly to you for listening but for now all that remains to be said is enjoy your weekend of sport bye bye